How's everyone doing tonight? You guys doing well? Yeah, so am I, so am I. The holiday season, there's nothing like it. And if you're like me, the holiday season means movies. You know, we're with our family, the in-laws, the outlaws, friends, we like to watch movies. Is it just me or are you sometimes overwhelmed by the choices we have with all of the movies? Now and then, Lisa and I will look at Netflix, go through the categories, maybe Hulu, maybe Amazon Prime, and after about 20 minutes of watching previews, we go, let's just go to bed. <laughs> so many choices. But there are some great classic Christmas films. So on the count of three, whether you find yourself here in gorgeous Grapevine or one of our many different locations, I want you to blurt out your favorite, that's right, your favorite Christmas movie, out loud on the count of three. Are you ready? One, two, three, Elf. I have a confession to make, we are in church. I was in a movie in 2006. I signed the documents, I even had the SAG card, I think they call it. I was invited by a director to play a supporting role in a movie. And there were some reputable actors and actresses in this movie. Patrick Muldoon, I think, the Young and the Restless and other films. Janine Turner, The Revlon Girl, Cliffhanger with Sly Stallone. She was in that film and also Northern Exposure. So they invited me to be in this movie. And I was kind of set up to be in the movie, just to be frank with you. I knew some people that sponsored this film and they were like, hey Ed, I want you to come to the set and, and watch this movie. Have you ever been to a movie set? And I was like, no. So I just was on the set, just watching. Again, they set me up on the set because the director walked up and was like, you're Ed Young for Fellowship Church, right? Yes, uh-huh. We have a part for you. We want you to play a veterinarian because they you know, know I love animals. And would you do it? I said, no. No, really, we really want you in this movie. I think you could just have a quick role. It, it, it's just the climax of the film. You show up, you save the day. I said, no, I really don't wanna do that. I mean, I just don't. But then I started thinking about it. You know, we always have these fantasies, don't we? Maybe I could act, I don't know, maybe. So I finally said, okay, okay, I'll do it. So I wanna show you this film my part, my supporting role in this movie. Again, low budget family film entitled Miracle Dogs 2. Guys, can you guess him? Hi, I'm Zach, I'm the one that calls you. Zach, how are you doing? I'm John Moore, and man, was I happy to hear from you. Well, I got some friends who want to say thanks. These puppies are miracle dogs, too. Wow! Yeah, and you can have anyone you want. Mom? Sarah? It's okay. Really? <laughs> okay, which one do you want? Oh, Sarah choose. 
Oh, I like this little guy. Maybe the rest of the puppies can go with Dr. Jeff. Then he can take them to Rock and Oldies whenever one of the patients needs to feel better. You know what, actually, I have a lot of room at my place, and I think that's a very good idea. That's okay with you, John. Sounds great to me. Well, it looks like we got some new dogs. <laughs> oh, the little one Look at you. Look at you. How cute. Life is definitely a full-length feature film, is it not? And I would argue life is a full-length forever feature film. And I would also say that the divine director, God, has invited us to his set to observe this Christmas story, this storyline, this, this script. If you have your Bibles, you might want to turn to the book of Luke, Luke chapter two. If you don't, that's fine. You have the FC app, and also we have View a Verse. You can follow along. I'm gonna read a story from Luke chapter two. Dr. Luke, Luke was a physician, one of the disciples, and he's gonna tell us about this movie and about how it kind of unfolded. It's, it's very, very riveting. Luke chapter two, starting with verse eight. And there were in the same country shepherds, again, a squad of shepherds. Shepherds were outcasts, and these shepherds were probably tending the sheep used in the sacrificial system, because back in the day, they would take an innocent lamb, spill its blood on the altar to atone for the sins of man. So these shepherds were in the shepherd's fields, they were called, outside of B-Town, Bethlehem. The shepherds abiding in the field, they were keeping watch over the flock at night. They were pulling an all-nighter, I'm sure sipping strong espresso. And lo, I like how it says this just matter-of-factly. The angel of the Lord, probably Gabriel, came upon them and the glory, say the word glory with me, glory, the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. What is glory? The glory of God would be the sum total of his attributes. God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. His number one attribute is that of being holy. From holiness, you have a holy love, a holy grace, a holy sovereignty. Well, these angels, we're gonna find out, had been outside of the universe. They were just giving glory to God, which that's what angels do. In a nanosecond, this angel flew through hundreds of billions of stars, looked at this galaxy, that galaxy, and was like, you know, just check. Okay, yeah, it's that one, the small one, the Milky Way. There's that little star, the sun, and there's the blue planet, the earth, and, and we're supposed to be, be, be outside. Yeah, outside of Bethlehem, it tells me, in the shepherd's fields, and we see the star and all that, and, and, and that's what happened. So this angel, Gabriel, who is the messenger angel, he had so much glory on him, he literally had to wipe the glory off of his windshield. That's how much glory. So that quick, 
So many times we think that God is just a little bit higher than the airliners fly, just at about 55,000, 60,000 feet, you know, just right there in the clouds. God is sovereign. He's magnificent. He's awesome. God is glorious. So when you hear the word glory, God is glory. It's the isness of God. Don't worry, you'll never understand it. No one on planet Earth is smart enough to understand the totality of the glory of God. Yet the Bible says, real quick, when we die, we go from this life, because this is a forever feature-length film, we go from this life to heaven. It's called glory. And you'll love this, we'll have new, ha-ha, glorified bodies because our bodies now would fry. We, we, we couldn't handle the glory of God. It will take us an eternity just to comprehend the magnificence and the glory of God. Glory. And I want you to notice something too. The glory of God is intrinsic. It's self-generating, self-perpetuating. The glory of God is independent. In other words, God doesn't need your glory or my glory. He doesn't need more glory. He's not like, man, I really need clicks and likes and views. He is glory. It's God's nickname. So what cold is to ice, what wet is to water, glory is to God. Uh, ice doesn't search for cold. Where's some cold? No, it just is. Water doesn't search for wet, it's just wet. God is glory. His attributes and activities are reflected in who he is. It's the brilliant blaze of who he is. So we're made, because someone asked me the other night, I was at a dinner, it was a really cool dinner. About 75 people were there and I sat, Lisa and I sat by a delightful couple. In fact, two couples, but this one couple, this guy's a brilliant attorney. His wife's a wonderful lady. And we were talking about just different things. And, and this attorney stopped me in mid-sentence and he said, do you mind if I ask you a question? A theological question, a biblical question. And I was like, yeah, I'm not sure I will know the answer, but ask me the question. He said, what's the meaning of life? Wow. So between bites of some incredible beef, I looked at him and said, well, the meaning of life is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. What does it mean to glorify God? Because we're gonna talk about glory. It means to reflect him in your life and mine and everything we do, say, touch and feel. If we miss that, we'll miss the meaning of why we're here. Let me say that again. If we miss that, we'll miss our role because I have great news for you. Our great God, the divine director, is offering all of us an amazing role in this movie. Are you in his movie? Are you in his movie? His movie is about glory. So the angel came upon these shepherds and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. I would, I would be afraid as well. And the angel said unto them, verse 10, fear not for behold, I bring you, you gotta love this, good tidings of great joy, which shall be assigned to all people. God, is good. That doesn't mean we always understand God. There are many things that God does I don't understand. 
I still have faith. But I don't understand God all the time. I have faith in my iPhone 11, but I don't understand all of the intricacies of it. But I have faith in it. People are like, oh, I just don't have enough faith to become a Christian. That's a bunch of bunk. No, no, no. We have faith in everything we do, say, touch, and feel. So the deal is, we're made to glorify God. We're hardwired to glorify God. And we always glorify human beings, someone or something. And God says, if it's not him, then we're wasting our lives, just, just straight up, to put the cards on the table. If we're not going, wow, God, it's your movie, not mine, then we're missing understanding who we are and where we're going and what's up with life. This angel announced something just, just uh, earth shattering. It snapped the heads of the shepherds. People were, were, were freaking out. Good tidings of great joy. Again, God is good even when we don't understand him. My mother died an excruciating death just several years ago. I've, I've been around a lot of people. I've been in a lot of hospital situations. Being a pastor, I've seen a lot of people die. She had a hellacious death. My mother loved the Lord, one of the best Christian women ever, ever. So for someone to come up to me and go, oh, Ed, you know what? God is good all the time, and you know, he loves you. That's not enough. Well, you're, you're forgiven, man. That's, again, not enough. And that's why so many people turn their backs on God and leave. That's why so many people leave the church. They don't understand the glory of God. Stay with me now. God's glory is so massive, it's so huge, it is a net big enough to take our doubts, our questions, our pain, our suffering, and our remorse. The glory of God. How about this? Jesus, living a perfect life, being tortured, dying on the cross for the sins of the world. Something that I don't deserve, you don't either. God allowed that. What seemed like defeat was complete victory. So in many situations in life that we don't understand, we have to say, God, I don't understand it. I prayed that my mom would be healed, she wasn't. I don't understand it. One day, God promises me, Ed, you'll understand the deal. It's the glory of God. God's magnificence, his holiness, his ways are higher than our ways. You can't figure God out. And he'll get out of every box you try to put him in. God is sovereign. He knows what's going to happen. Yet we have a freedom of choice. That'll blow a circuit in your brain if you try to figure that out. You can't. That's where we have to trust. So glory is, is, is happening in this, in this Christmas story. Glory is about the movie that God has for you and me. So, so, then, the, so then the angels, uh, and, and then this first angel shows up, and then some more angels show up. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, and I love this, a savior, because we didn't need a political figure. You know, we didn't need like a coach. We didn't, we didn't need some CEO. We needed a savior because of our sin. He's a savior, a savior, which is Christ, 
the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, white cloths. And I like to say, it's, it's as if it was, a, it was a peace flag, a surrender flag, lying in a manger. And the manger was the desk where the treaty of peace was signed, sealed, and delivered. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. And this multitude of heavenly hosts, they would embarrass Kanye's choir. Chick-fil-A! I mean, these, these singers were just absolutely ginormous and ridiculous. And they said two things. Now I'm gonna spend the next nine minutes and 56 seconds on this. That's all we have left. All the time we have left. Are you ready for this? They said two things, two things, two things. Number one, they said, glory to God in the highest. Say that with me. Glory to God in the highest. That's the first thing the angel said. Now, that was at the top of their playlist. They've been saying that for squillions of years. They're in heaven, glory to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest. But they added something, the second phrase, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Say that with me. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So the big idea is the glory of God. That's the, that's the number one building. The second building is peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Don't flip the script. In other words, keep the glory of God on the top shelf and on the bottom shelf, it's about your life and mine. But what I try to do, I will sometimes invert that and go, no, 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 it's about my movie. Oh, it's about me. I'm the star of the show, and Jesus, come on in. You can kind of hang out with me, but you got to do what I'm going to tell you to do. And once you don't do what I think you should do, like heal my mother, I'm out of here, man. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. We take the primary and make it secondary and take the secondary and make it primary. We flip the script. All the different categories that are out there when we choose movies, it's amazing. And, and, and some of the categories are represented right here in this Christmas story and in this full-length feature film. The first is drama. Who in here likes drama? Ladies raise their hands, I understand that. Guys, we like drama too, you know, you know, drama, drama. Guys always say, I don't want any drama, man. Yeah, we do. We like some drama. Well, think about this drama. The devil, he was called Lucifer, was in the heavenlies, and his number one thing was to glorify God. He got tired of it, so he flipped the script. He tried to usurp God. He tried a kingdom coup. It didn't work out because he inverted it he was kicked out of heaven, a third of the angels fell with him, and they're now the realm of the demons, the demonic in our world today. And if you don't think there's evil in the world, if you don't think there are demons all over the place, wake up and smell the coffee. Get your head out of the sand. Just read the paper, go online. We all have this southward, downward, natural pull toward depravity. No one taught me how to sin. 
I just know how to do it, man. I'm a natural born sinner and so are you. Yet I have the ability to compare myself to people who sin more spectacularly than I do. That's just me. Oh, I'm better than him. Oh, I'm better than her. I would, I would never do that. Or sometimes, you know, we have three prison campuses at Fellowship Church, three in prisons. We might think, oh, those are, those are criminals. No, one sin, because God is holy, one bad mood, one off day, will send you spiritually to prison. It'll incarcerate you. That's why we need a savior. That's why it's such good news. Think about Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve did the same thing. Adam and Eve were born in the Garden of Eden. God made them, you know, and, 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 and they were glorifying God. And they chose, because of temptation, to flip the script. It's about me, and, and it's about my movie, God, and it's not you. And that's when sin entered the equation. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have what? Sinned and fallen short of the, there it is, glory of God. There's the word again, the glory of God. God. So from there, we have horror. We have man sinning. And as I mentioned earlier in my introductory remarks, you had a lot of people sacrificing animals in the sacrificial system. You know, we're going to Israel in a couple of days, taking a group of about 100 people over there. And if you've never been to Israel, you need to go. It's a life-changing trip. And we're going to see a lot of the temples and things, and we'll hear a lot of the history of how the sacrificial system worked. They would take an unblemished lamb, spill its blood, and the blood would atone for the sins of the people. Well, sin must have a payment. And when Adam and Eve sinned, you know what God did? God did something they'd never seen before. God took an innocent animal, killed it, spilled its blood on the soils of the garden, used the coverings of the animal to cover their nakedness, a foreshadowing of a coming attraction. Don't you like this coat right here? This coat's pretty sweet, isn't it? It's my favorite. A friend of mine made it for me. And he told me, he said, don't wear it until, until the Christmas services. And I said, okay. I thought you'd like this coat. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose again, when I became a believer, Galatians 3.27 tells me, check this out, for all of you were baptized into Christ, have, uh, what, what, what? Clothed yourselves with Christ. I'm clothed with Jesus. It's not my righteousness, it's his. It's not my holiness, it's, it's his. And that's what it means to step into this supporting role to be in the movie. We're Born again, we're saved, we're rescued. So we got drama, we got horror, the horror of sin. Sin must have, must have a payment. Sin is not like my bad or I screwed up or let me take a mulligan or I made a mistake or it's not some, some line some lawyer will write, it's my responsibility, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It's committing sin, it's falling short of God's glory. So there's a gap between ourselves and God that we cannot make up. I don't care how philosophical you are, how religious you are, how smart you are, how rich you are, how big you are, how bad you are. One day you're gonna die. One out of one die. I checked the stats right before I walked out. You're going to die. But you're not ready to live until you're ready to die. And this is a full length feature film that God wants you 
to accept. And once you accept it, you're gonna live forever with him. And it starts right here, your role starts right here. So God orchestrated this amazing action and adventure to have Jesus be born in a manger, a crib, and then to live this perfect life, to die on the cross for our sins, so the crib, the cross, and then to rise again, the empty tomb, the crypt. So you could say Christmas is, if you wanna alliterate, it's about the crib, the cross, and the crypt. Action and adventure. And on top of that, you got romance. I'll end with romance. Romance, that's a category out there. God has romanced you. You're not here because of an accident. You're not here hearing this and experiencing this message because it was just kind of serendipitous. I just happened to show up. I just happened to see something online. Someone just happened to invite me. I mean, my parents drugged me or drugged me here. I don't know, either one. I'm just, I'm just, no, no, no. You are here for a reason. Just as that family that bankrolled that film set me up to be on the set and to respond to that question, you're here, my friend, sent by the divine director himself. You have a chance to step into this role. But you know what? I can't make this decision for you. I wish I could, but I can't. So we all face, listen to this, a judgment. What do we say? Oh, don't judge me, man. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm talking to Christians. Christians face a judgment. It's not talked about a lot, but it's in the Bible a lot. If you're a Christian, if you have been robed in righteousness, you will be judged. I don't mean whether or not you're going to heaven or hell. You're going to heaven, but you'll be judged. Watch the Academy Awards. You know, all the A-listers are walking on the red carpet. The pundits come up, what are you wearing? Who are you wearing? What are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? And they'll name all these, you know, designers. As a believer, we're clothed in Christ, robed in righteousness. And awards are given out. You will be judged as a Christ follower based on what you did. I'll be judged on based on what I did with what God gave me. Okay, you accepted the role. It was a supporting role. How did you use your gifts and abilities in this one and only life? Because in life, you're one and done. One and done. One and done. God is the audience. See, we think because we're all into social media, the people are the audience. And yeah, they are on one level, but the level I'm talking about is God is the audience. Because there's one movie, Glory. One villain, the devil. One star, Jesus. One script, the Bible. One audience, God. One theme, the rescue. And one supporting role. It's for you, my friend. So, are you going to accept the role? That's the question. Because there's gonna be levels in heaven. What are you doing with what God's given you? your giftedness, your abilities, your resources, your personality. What are you doing? Because many people think, well, you know, I prayed a little prayer and I guess I'm in. Well, maybe you are, but Jesus said, I will know my followers by what they produce. 
Now, obviously, we're saved by grace through faith, period. But also, Jesus will see and know if we're followers by what we produce, where we go, what we say, what we look at. Now, there's another judgment that is for those people who have rejected the role in the movie. And people sometimes will tell me, I just can't, I just can't follow a God that hurls people to hell. God does not, let me say it again, I repeat, God does not hurl anyone to hell, ever. It's never in the Bible, it's not in the Bible. You choose to go to hell, it's your choice. It's God's will for everyone to go to heaven. So if you say no, and many people will, but if you say no to this role, when you die and clock out of here, God will say, you know what? I wanna give you a greater measure of what you desired in earth. You didn't want to, to, to be in my movie and use your gifts and abilities in your role. You said no to me over and over again, and I don't know how many opportunities you'll have. So God will say, I'll give you a greater measure of what you desired on planet earth and you will spend eternity away from God. Yeah, I wanna go to hell because I can party with my friends. My friend, if your friends are in hell, you won't know it. It's utter isolation. Hell is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's utter regret. You realizing forever and ever you had an opportunity to step into the role and you said no. Glory to God in the highest, that's the movie. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. The role for your soul is absolutely awesome, ladies and gentlemen. And it's God's will and his plan to robe you and clothe you in righteousness, to rescue you, to save you, and to, to turn your life around so you'll see the reason for living in this full-length forever film. But the director is saying, this role is for you. What do you say? Would you pray with me? As our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm gonna pray a prayer that I believe many people need to pray here in this location. And in other locations. No one looking around at all. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. But I'm gonna pray a prayer and this can be where this seismic shift takes place in your life. This can be the time where you accept this role for your soul. Here's what you do. You simply say this prayer. Say this prayer after me. I've prayed this before. It takes one time. Just say, to the best of your ability, doubts and all, God, I believe in you. I believe, Lord, that life is a forever film. And I admit to you that I've got things reversed. That I've put myself in the starring role. I admit to you that I've sinned, that I've fallen short of your glory. And sin is sin. It doesn't matter what your sin is, we're all sinners. I turn from my sin, say that, and turn to you, Jesus. 
I ask you, Jesus Christ, just say this, to come into my life, to forgive me, to cleanse me, to change me, to robe me, to clothe me, to cover me, now and forever. And I pray, God, that I discover as I walk with you and talk with you this ridiculously amazing role you have for my soul here and forever.